All right, welcome to another episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews, a childish podcast on adult beverages. I'm Knox, and with me today is Ernie. Big Ern's here. At least that's what my shirt says. And Chris is here. Uh, yeah, I'm here, and I, I hope your fingers turn into fish hook and your balls start to itch. Why are you so wow. angry at us? Just what me right did I do to you today? And also, Jesus. why the hell do you have a can of beer in front of you that I don't You have, have a tall glass of beer, you asshole. That wasn't my question. It's, diff- it's just different ways to hold liquid, man. It's okay. Yeah, right. We both have liquids. Right. <laughs> Bill Nye. The science guy. <laughs> that's, that's not science. Anyway. <laughs> there you go. You get the first point for Bill Nye. All right, and we are here for a special episode at Icewind Brewing over here in Mapleton. And with us today is Tyler. Hello, my name is Tyler Mangin. I'm one of the co-owners of Icewind Brewing and a member of the Prairie Home Brewing Companions. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. It has been a while. Hey, you've been you've on been the podcast. Bu- I feel like you've been busy. You? Oh, I believe uh, he's been with us on episode number 15 and 16 when we did Prairie Home Brewing Companions episode and i think he was with us on episode number 18 which was the macro brew double blind test is that the episode where uh, <laughs> us non-professional tasters just kind of whipped his ass in a blind taste i think we may have got I feel like that happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when i say double. whipped his ass i mean we got two out of six he got one out of six i mean it wasn't no one was good no it wasn't like the vikings getting trounced every time i watched the games Ugh, i hate being a vikings fan <laughs> I, I hate, hate Vikings I, fans. I hate you being a Vikings fan too. Yeah. No All offense. right. Well, and with us also from Icewind Brewing, we got Scott. How you doing, Scott? Hey guys, thanks for coming out. No problem. Glad. Thanks Happy for having to us. Be here. And we got Rick as well. Hey Rick. Hey, thanks for coming out. Uh, like Tyler, I'm a member of the PHC. Uh, was president at one time um, of the PHC, and it's good to see you guys. Did you get visit. ousted? Uh, it's a two-year term. Oh. The, the hardest part of being president is finding the next president. Actually. I'm done. The so you, it, it's not set to a vote. You choose. Uh, usually, it's only it's finding one person, and then they get voted in. All right. So no. you usually well, ru- you run unopposed. Most of yeah. the time, it's a one-party I've, I've never, system. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen. There's only one person to vote for. They they should get the majority rule. Yeah, usually. Wow, this took a dark turn. That <laughs> was a kidding. dark house. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, well, guys, well, thanks for having us here at Icewind Brewing. How have you guys been? How has business been? You opened up here at an odd time. Yeah, the 1930s. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Prohibition was... At 9.45 a.m. <laughs> when nothing else is going on. <laughs> June, June 2nd uh, is when we opened. So. June 2nd, 2020? Yep. yep. In the middle of a pandemic. So how did that go for you? Was that part of the plan? It was not in the business plan that we... Uh, a lot of things that has actually happened has, hasn't happened the way we wrote it out in the business plan. So You didn't sit on... You know, once a pandemic starts, yeah. boys, we're opening a brewery. You know, we started the project in... What was it? January 15th, we bought all the yeah. equipment. And probably October, Tyler, is that October 2019? Does that sound right? That's when everything kind of got rolling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think the idea was going on the summer even before then. Yeah. But. Yeah, so if you guys remember, and you do, I'm sure, yep. DCR was out here. Yes. I remember. And then uh, as, as director moved into Brujala, that kind of started this shift of breweries into new locations, right? So yeah, Sam, yeah. Sam moved downtown. And um, you guys remember John Lewis? Yes. He yeah. was on the yep. podcast with me a few yep. times. 
Of course we do. Um, John and I were talking to Sam about buying this place. So that started in like June, July after Sam had moved. So we kind of mm-hmm. started getting into negotiations and how it might work. Um, for family reasons, John had to drop out. So then I was kind of at that point looking for other people to partner with. So that's yeah. kind of where Rick and Scott come in. I never got yeah. one phone call, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it was, fu- it was funny because when you know <clears throat> Scott and I and another guy were kind of working on a project, and then Tyler and I, we were kind of working together flatland a little bit and through the homebrew club. And I would talk about out here, and he'd be like, well, he couldn't really say anything, you know, because he was on a non-disclosure. So, you know, it's kind of a weird, I'm like, you know, I think someone's trying to buy Mapleton out there. And, you know, <laughs> he's, like, what? Yeah. What? he's like, well, that's weird, yeah. So, <laughs> so What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I should look into that. <laughs> right. So I kind of joined up with them, um, Rick and Scott. And Bob at the time, and, yeah. and we started talking about how we could do this as a group. So that's kind of how that kicked yeah. off. And and so uh, you all brew. Yeah, you all not the brew? A, Scott hangs out. I, I <laughs> brew with Rick, which means he does the work, and I play a board game while he does this stuff. You sample. Yeah, I'm the, the ideas guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the idea was beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ah, that's a you know never thought about that before. <laughs> well, Scott did pour all our beers today. Yes, so, so that's much appreciated. Yeah, he's my yeah. favorite guy so far today. <laughs> no offense, it's, there's still time. Yeah, <laughs> to get on your good <laughs> side. <laughs> right now, so let's so, talk about your first, you know, batches of brew that you brewed here. Uh, how did you make that decision to make your first brews here? Which ones did you, did you want to make, and and why? And well, and, I, I, and actually talk about moving in here for a little bit, if you can. When we so we moved yeah. in here, what we we probably signed the lease and got in here January 2020. Does that sound? Yeah, like? January 15th. Yeah, and and I think the first batches we planned out, it was like three four weeks where we planned to open. Like yeah, the beers never got to be a thing until we got the place ready and all that done. So Tyler and I sat down and. Scott was there, and we're like, okay, here's the beers we want to open with. And then Tyler and I sat down, cranked out some recipes, and then... Yeah. Yeah, we, we spent a few months kind of like remodel, like lightly remodeling just to kind of make it our own. Everyone remembers DCR, and we didn't want to be like... Brand confusion? We're DCR Junior, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So we, we wanted to be our own thing. We redid the bar, kind of reset up the tap room as much as we could. And, yeah. Um, like, yeah, like Rick said, the beer wasn't something we spent a lot of time on right away yeah. because. And why would you? You're a brewery. <laughs> that's. I mean, <laughs> so many well, other more important but the thing is, like, things. After opening a brewery, sometimes the beer is the last thing you right. think about. But it's the thing you already know. Right. I think right. That's, that's yeah. exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. And there's so many things that come up that maybe you don't think about, especially like. In a pandemic, yep. trying to simple things like trying to get picnic tables yep. out there, like that. outdoor furniture. Yep, because <laughs> everybody wanted outdoor furniture. Yeah. So everything was all sold out. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's like a plexiglass shortage too. You could not find an umbrella stand. No, they were all sold out everywhere. That was your one job. That was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. My wife Rick, Rick ended up making some. some. My yeah. wife made some out of concrete and some PVC pipe. She's yeah. like, here, I made <laughs> some. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. It worked, and it worked out. Good to have somebody crafty in the family, right? (laughs) I couldn't create shit. I'm I'm not handy at all. 
but going back to the beers, I mean, it was more of a general thought process of like, how do we fill out our tap list in a way that's going to appeal to a pretty large section of people and still let us brew beers that we like and that we want to brew, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so we tried to keep it balanced. Um, and, and Sundog was one of those. Sundog, um, if you've been out here, that's our golden lager. It's always on. It's kind of one of, it's one of our main flagships. And being in a small town like this, we thought we're going to kind of double as a bar. You know, not exactly like a bar, but like there's, there's Haggies out here. Mm-hmm. And then there's us. And there's the golf course part of the year. So to a, we knew our customer base, what they were going to be a little bit. So we thought we need to have something that's going to fill that light beer niche. Um, the other thing we kind of try to keep in, a, in our heads is when we brew is uh, we're on the interstate. People are traveling to get here. So, like, having a bunch of high-gravity Imperial stuff, that's not our game. I mean, <laughs> oh, you we, don't do, pr- we do it once in a while. So but- you don't promote drinking and driving. <laughs> we do not. Bonus points. <laughs> so we try to, try to keep it sessionable. You, you'll find there's higher ones from time to time. Yeah. But. And most people know, especially, you know, people come from Fargo, West Fargo, Moorhead. They know. They know they're, you know. There's back roads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. On the way yeah. here today, it's like, should we take this road? Oh, isn't that the back road? Ah, now we got to get there quick. I tunneled. I tunneled here. So, you know, and it's only that's like, why there's dirt it's a pretty quick fingernails. So, yeah, it's like five minutes. Uh, but, yeah. well, honestly, probably like ten. My hairstylist lives right over there. Oh. Uh, she must be almost out of work. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful. <laughs> That's, that's almost got to be another point. <laughs> no, you know, he didn't. He, didn't him. he took too long. We're not doing it. Damn it, I missed it. Okay. I'll get you next time, buddy. That's too bad. <laughs> so why did you decide? Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk about Sundog, right? So you did that because it's just a, a, a more approachable beer? Yeah, that was the idea was we knew there'd be a lot of people that come out and just say, hey, I just drink Coors Light. I just drink Bud Light. And so we wanted to make sure, you know, if people are coming out here, we want to have something sort of for everyone. And so that was when we said, well, this will be what the beer you give to the guy that comes in and says, hey, I, my friends drug me along, but I don't, I don't like craft beer. Right. Well, okay, try this one. And then you can try to. They just got done playing golf, which is right over here too. Yeah. You know, got the golf course. And, and yeah, all my friends, when I try to bring them to craft beer places, it, especially four years ago, three years ago, Everything was hoppy so, or super, super dark or, yeah. you know, so they, they hated everything. So, I, I, you know, it's really smart to, for you guys to put that on there to get people here and then they can start to try other things. I know I feel really bad when I, you know, drag my wife with the places and they don't have like something that she wouldn't mind having some of. I'm just starting to get getting her in a little bit of the IPAs a little bit and some sours, but... It's really tough yeah. otherwise. I've seen her do a couple posts there on Facebook about some of the stuff you probably make her try. I'm yep. pretty sure that, yeah. <laughs> pretty sure that's, Knox, could you please put this up? Honey, you got to try this here. Word for word. And if you think about it, that, it, that goes right back to our location. Mm-hmm. If people are coming out here, they're making a time commitment. And, and you know, we understand that. So, like, you don't want a group of six to come out and someone's like, I don't like beer. And then they're trying to get that get their friends to leave the whole time they're here yeah so that's like where the seltzer comes in um and the and the light beers and like you try sundog and then you get them into something like light speed that's really light but a little hoppy and you can 
like you can watch your customer base yeah. education and development. Like it's it's kind of a neat thing. Oh, so this is what craft beer is like. No, mm, this ain't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good impression of I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> what do you got that tastes like Bud Light? Oh, but, here's a sun dog. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll it was try my Chris speed. It was my natural progression, too. I, I used to work at Old Chicago. Uh, um, but I came from Botno, where the only beers you could get were a Budweiser, Bud Light, Schlitz, Old Mill. You know, they didn't have, there was nothing. Out, out, farther out of the realm than a, a Budweiser, you know. There, that's just what it was. And then when I moved here and I worked at Old Chicago, holy shit, there were fifty taps and stuff. And uh, you know, I started the World Beer Tour. And what do you think my first beers on the World Beer Tour were? Bud Light, Budweiser, Coors Light. Oh God, are they going to repeat these? I can do that. I'll do that out of the bottle, out of the tap. But then you start finding those other ways in, which is uh, you know, so you naturally progress up. So it's a smart for you guys to do it that way. Yeah, we, we see that too. Uh, you know, a lot of times we'll say, oh, try our Ludicrous Speed. That's our IPA. And I don't like IPAs. No, they're too hoppy. And so we get them tried, you know, because that one we tried to keep a lot more balanced with it. And, and Tyler did a great job doing that. And, and that's one where I think people try it and they go, oh, I don't like IPAs, but I like that one. Right. And then you sort of get them in, oh, well, then try this one. This is a double IPA. And oh, I guess I drink these now. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's that's how we sucker this guy. We watched and that's kind of where my journey started is like, I don't like IPAs. And I was like, oh, Deschutes, you know, okay, I'll try. That's not so bad. Or Goose Island. Or, and then Hop Slam comes along a couple mm. years ago. It's like, damn, yeah. this is not Honey so bad. Helps. Honey helps there, Pooh Bear. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to let this opportunity slip away because we're kind of on the topic. So mm-hmm. uh, Gateway Beers. And, and, okay. and, yeah. All so right. what, so for- what, what kind of got you into craft beer? All right. Uh, for me... Uh, I'll make this story really short, but I was in a band where the guy that was kind of like the head of the band, the singer and the bass player, he really liked uh, Amberbach. And that's not your usual Budweiser, Bud Light type of bullshit. So, plus it was a little bit more higher ABV, so I started to drink that. Then we started drinking him in pitchers with the, with the quarters game and getting really shit-faced after practice on, on Amberbach. And then... Uh, I'd go to places and they were all out of Amberbach, but they had Fat Tire on. So I'd try Fat Tire. Fat Tire was pretty good. And then, then um, you know, the wheat beer came out. So I really started getting into those, you know, uh, Blue Moon, you know, mm-hmm. those kinds of beers. And then that's how I got my taste expanded. I just tried, started trying other different beers. You know, Sickies was my favorite place to go at the time because it was the first place that I really went to. That had a long tap list, you know, so I could pick and choose and ask about. So, like my first super crafty one was Delirium Tremens, it's but weird. yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, the, the the person that that sold it to me says, yeah, you're. It's got so much stuff in it, it makes your tongue go numb a little bit, and it kind of did. <laughs> so I'm all about like, that. But it was you like, know, the mm, be- this is so cool. The best part, you know, if you can buy a beer that numbs your mouth so you don't taste anything, they're probably going to make a good beer, huh? But it was, it was super <laughs> interesting to, yeah. to taste that. So I'm like, well, that's cool. So I remember, that's yeah. kind of my, how I journeyed into the craft beer scene. Through the ambers. Yeah. Yep, kind yep. of through the ambers. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, probably Sam Adams, um, Boston Lager, and then the Oktoberfest, which is still... One of my oh, favorite yeah. beers of all time because I love the malty sweetening sweetness. As far as IPAs, your malty like, sweetness, I am. <laughs> that was his nickname when he played college football. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 
right? <laughs> Malty sweetness. Malty sweetness. <laughs> it's a sweet one. It's a sweet one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I give myself a probably like the uh, the shoots fresh squeezed, which oh. I still like. Or the what's the Goose Island one that you can? Is it Goose Island or Goose? Yeah, something I with think it's the Goose Island it. IPA. Yeah, which yeah, from know. Fulton, yeah, I think right. Fulton makes that. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it's like Sam Adams, the Shoots, uh, Amberbach for me was probably my first dark beer, which I really like. Um, also, ah, shit, what's the one from Texas? Shiner, 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 mm. Shiner Bach. I like that one too. It's funny that we all kind of <laughs> same story. <Yeah. laughs> you know, Amberbach got me introduced to to darker beers, and I remember. Vividly, people going, "Hey, uh, we got a friend going to Colorado. Would you like Fat Tire?" And I don't know what the fuck they're even talking about. But that everybody was else is doing beer, it. yeah. So they, you know, they brought me a case of Amber, uh, Fat Tire, and uh, but yeah, working at Old Chicago, I, I sampled a lot of different things. But it was probably you know Two Hearted that got me really liking IPAs. But I'll never forget. It was on my birthday. Many, many, many moons ago when I first had uh, uh, Hop Slam. And I still remember, like, I was still sort of getting into the IPAs, and, and some of them are still a little, like, really too resiny and stuff. And I remember going, they're like, this is super fucking hoppy, and it's a double. And I went, I don't know what that means. And I took a sip and went, this is fucking terrible. This is a terrible beer. And a few more drinks later, I'm like, yep, this is fucking garbage. And I think about halfway through, I went, well... It's okay. And then right before that last drink, I took out of my first pint, because this is when they actually still poured it in a pint glass instead of a tulip. They gave you a full pint, because they didn't even know what the fuck it was. (laughs) And that last drink, I went, there's no way I'm not going to have another one of these fucking beers. (laughs) And so I got another one, and then I talked the bar into selling me a six-pack to take home. But we had to do it out the back door, because they didn't have an off-sale license. But it was my birthday! And now Hop Slam is the one that went, yeah, I'm going to try every goddamn beer I can ever get my fucking hands on now. So Hop Slam was really the one that that pushed me into trying everything. Yeah, that's such a balanced beer. Such a Fuck. Dude. Tyler, what's yours? I don't even know if I know yours, Tyler. uh, (laughs) So mine comes from when I... We we would take family snowboarding trips out to Montana. And... um, for me, the one that really got me into it, that really pulled me in. Because, you know, there was like Blue Moon. And I think we all kind of come from an era of similar limited options, right? Like yeah. there, there's only so many things out there when we were getting into craft beer. And the so. same area. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think we got the same distribution company. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Adams. <laughs> so yeah. Out, yeah. out there, they had Mirror Pond from Deschutes. And oh, that's yeah? what just, that's what got me into it. It's just a little hoppy, malty. Like it kind of had all the things in a nice balanced drinkable beer that didn't just hit you over the head with too much bitterness or anything like that so that was the one that really got me into it mirror pond mirror pond the shoots made some great great fun yeah. beers mirror Pond's still my favorite pale ale just the cascades in there yeah that's good i don't think i've ever had that i'll have to check that out rick what was yours sam adams cream stout cream yep that, that's literally all you could get almost 20 years ago Dude, Leinenkugels had a cream. Yeah, the creamy dark. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
I just remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's the that first garbage. Time. That's, it's no. literally the first time I've ever I thought about it since I worked at Old Chicago. Yeah. Weird that you said that. Yeah, because it was. I used to live on the north side, and you'd go to the Happy Harry's up there, and the selection was Sam Adams or Seasonals, and then some dusty, you know, foreign bottles, and then. <laughs> And that's part of the reason I started brewing because you just you couldn't get the variety. Nice. Gotcha, Scott. Yeah, same story. Mine's Sam Adams. Uh, got into Sam Adams Boston Lager first, and then the seasonals packs would come out, and yeah, th- the, then you started getting yeah. into every season. My favorite thing about starting out drinking is variety packs. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then exact same thing. We were, I grew up in uh, Grand Forks, and it would be oh, you're going to Colorado. How much room do you have in your trunk? Because <laughs> no, no. you were going to try to get fat tire brought no. back for you. And if you got a six pack out of it, oh man, that was, you loved it. And no, was, I, I thought it was called flat tire for the longest time. <laughs> I, I might until have I saw a flat a tire. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not flat at all. <laughs> it's, it's fatter. Oh. <laughs> right. Now we have the wonders of beer mail and porch bombs. Mm. That's yeah. what today's all about. I've even got some for the podcast. It's been great. Yeah, I've heard some. And they all fit in your fridge, right? Yeah, it's a different Let's story. not talk about that. I'm going to get in trouble with my mother and wife. Okay, well, hey, let's start drinking some of these beers that we got from you. Let's, uh, let's talk about the first one we wanted to talk about today, and that's you guys' watermelon seltzer. Why don't you guys tell us about this one, brewing it, and how you got this fabulous thing to, to, to pour the way it is, and nice and pink and all that jazz. Seltzer's been in R&D for a while. So, <laughs> yeah. So we, we finally got it to the point where we were, we were happy enough with it to put it on tap. We did a batch last summer that, I don't know, the fermentation, whatever it was, we, no. we just weren't quite there with it. So we, we did a few more batches, and it's, it's seltzer. It's, it's fermented sugar, basically. You know, there's yeah. no malt or anything in it. But the thing with seltzer, I would say, is mm-hmm. the fermentation is a lot more, it's fussier, let's say, than a beer. Right, it does. Uh, the dextrose that you're using, the sugar that you're using, doesn't have the nutrients that malt provides. So we're constantly like pushing the yeast along by feeding it nutrients and energizers and kind of rousing it up. So you're constantly kind of a lot of, like, of Powerade, yeah, <laughs> electrolytes. <laughs> yeah, like got to keep it. Electrolytes. It's what plants crave. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. There you go. You get one of them. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. I mean, and that's kind of it. So we kind of went back to our homebrew backgrounds. Like, I think, I think being part of the homebrew club and being exposed to, you guys have had Susan on the show from the meadery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And brewing a seltzer, I think, is a lot like making a mead uh, in the sense that you're dealing with almost pure sugar that you're trying to ferment. So we kind of drew on that knowledge and got some feedback from her and other breweries. And we got it to the point that... that so as far as the flavoring... Um, we basically brew a plain base, unflavored, and we, we add the flavoring to the kegs. Okay. And we were experimenting with fruit puree, and things were like, well, we want to keep it completely natural as much as possible and use real ingredients. But with the seltzer, you're adding sugar at that point, right? And if you ferment the sugar out of the fruit, then it's going to be really dry and tart, and that's not... So we decided to go with like a sugar-free flavoring with our seltzer, because in the spirit of a low-calorie seltzer, that's what kind of do? what... Yeah, yeah. And we, and we went back and forth on procedure. You know, we, we dose our kegs. Um, a, lot of, a lot of breweries have the, the pumps out 
buy their taps and they'll pour the plain basin and how many pumps do you want? Right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like you're talking yeah. about somebody specifically. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's common, it's common. Yeah. A lot of places do that. Yep. I mean, um, Brock up does it. And there's yeah. advantages to that. Oh, Your yeah. customers get to select and mix and match. And we don't like to give our customers options. You come <laughs> out here. <laughs> we pick. <laughs> I fucking want to give you. Do you want yeah. my beer or do you yeah. want my beer? Yeah. yeah. So you guys usually put three ounces in per six still then? Or what is it? It's about 25 yeah. ounces of the sugar-free yeah. syrup yeah. per six still. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. Yeah. That's the first thing I noticed about this, too, though. Ah, that's a lot. You get a lot of flavor out of this. Um, it's well known that I don't really like things that are only, uh, you know, hey, there's some flavor. I don't want you to whisper it to me and tell me what the fuck you are. And this does. Um, you know, and it's cute. It's uh, slightly pink. It looks like flat, like a flat rosé champagne or something. <laughs> um, I don't know why you say flat. Because it... Well, uh, as far as champagne goes, champagne's oh, bubbling well. nonstop. Focus to all the words. Thanks. <laughs> um, You're lucky I pay attention to half of the shit you say. <laughs> but uh, on the nose, you get a light sweetness, but there's definitely a lot more flavor when you're actually drinking it. It, it tastes like you're eating a watermelon, a sugarier version of a watermelon. And just it, it's clean, and it's a lot better than I thought it would be because I'm typically not a seltzer fella. That's about the highest compliment you can give a seltzer, yeah. I think, because yeah, it's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> I don't like seltzers, but yeah. that's what I always say. I'm serious. <laughs> I don't mind some seltzers, but I don't like the ones that just taste like a little bit of flavored fucking carbonated water. Yeah. Um, so there's, I can't name them, but like flavor water. Uh, but uh, yeah, I agree with Chris as far as it looks like a rose, very light pink, very clear. I have good carbonation, um, slight aroma of watermelon, but the taste is all watermelon. I put seedless watermelon, though. Yep. I don't know what the hmm. difference is. Yeah, I, I don't taste good. any seed. I just <laughs> think, yeah. <laughs> part, of the no. bu- part of the bummer on this is a no seed-spitting contest afterwards. Yeah, or watermelon's so, I mean, growing in your tummy. Maybe think about that. Every time somebody orders a I watermelon seltzer, you give them a bowl of uh, watermelon seeds, and we'll go out and uh, spit it out. <laughs> I don't. I don't see him writing any of really this shit down, down Chris. Yeah. They're not writing anything down. You're saying no, it's, everybody has ideas out here. Trust me. Yeah, they're great yeah. ideas. Yeah, we're never loss of ideas. <laughs> I won an Oreo stacking contest at a watermelon seed spinning contest once. That was weird. It was an offshoot game. Anyway, was that before <laughs> we or after on. the Michael Jackson dance off? Uh, this was when I, I was like eight years old when I won an Oreo stacking contest. How, many, I, stack? How many did you stack? I was like 30 something. Oh, wow. That's I want to, I want to, <laughs> this is no shit. I want a t shirt and a poof football. Remember, I don't know if anybody knows what poof is. Oh, is that, that means string, rubber strings on the. Nope. It was just a harder version of Nerf. <laughs> it was a combination between football and Nerf football, and it was poof. It was poof. Yeah, it was fucking. Yeah. Still hurts when you get hit with hit of yeah, a. Yeah, it was at a Piggly Wiggly that was opening in Minot or some shit. Wow, like we're that. fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. uh, maybe it was a Sunmart. Maybe it was newer. I don't remember that. Oh, I remember. Thirty something though. Thirty-seven. I want to okay. say. Did you get to eat them too they afterwards? Were, they were or? melty. Falling, falling over, and I, I thought one late in the day. I came in and just destroyed. Nice. 
stack them really fast. That's going on my business card. Oreo stacking <laughs> contest, international dance champion, and liar. <laughs> Excellent. Only when I'm sleeping. Uh, but yeah, this is nice, uh, crisp, clean uh, watermelon. Uh, yeah, it's good. Salsa. Really good. I almost want to add like vodka or something to this. Yep. You know, I almost always want to add liquor to things, though. <laughs> I find, but it, it's just like it would give it a really good, not vodka taste. Well, I think that's the trend with like commercial seltzers is people just use them as a base and add booze to them. Mm-hmm. I did that with your. Uh, you guys had a margarita sour out here. I add tequila to it, not because it's not good on its own, but it made me go fuck. I want tequila. So, I mean, you did a really good job on that. It's neither here nor there. Speaking of here nor there, let's go on to the next beer. (laughs) This one is the Quickening. This one is a Scottish ale. And I'm assuming the Quickening refers to the Highlander series, correct? Yes. And and not everybody gets that, but yes. There can be only one. We were just talking about Adrian Paul back in the tap room. We were discussing this beer. Yep. Highly underrated TV show. Highly, underrated. highly underrated. I think it's a better sword also. Okay. <laughs> Just the design on the handle. But I guess we're not all into cutlery, huh? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I always thought kind of Sean Connery was trying too hard. But that's just me. That's fake accent. <laughs> <laughs> this was a what percent ABV is this? 5.7. 5.7. Oh, well, it's wet on the aroma. That's for especially, sure. Especially when you stick your nose in it. That happens too much. Happens a lot. Must be the, yeah, so, must so be the new one, stash. We, uh, this is the second time we've brewed it. Um, Tyler does most of our recipe formulation. And our first time we brewed it, I think we just kind of saw what we had for leftovers in the cupboard and threw <clears> it together. And then this one, we actually got to order in you know, the Golden Promise malt and brew it with that. So. I dig the roastiness on these Scottish ales. You know, I, re- I can really appreciate an accidental awesome beer. Like, we just put whatever we had in there, the kitchen synced it, and fuck it, it tasted great. That's kind of what I do for breakfast on Sunday mornings. What's left over? I can mix with eggs. <laughs> Usually it's eggs. Anything. Yep. <laughs> um, no, no, the roastiness on this, it's like a, it's, it's a wake-you-up type of aroma. Um, I know there's not coffee in it, right? But it's got that same sort of... That, that roastiness is what I want to wake up to in the morning. I, I really enjoy the aroma on this one. It's tangier almost than expected, though, when you actually drink it. Um, but malty, it's lighter than it looks uh, when you taste it. So it makes it a much easier sipper than what you would anticipate from, you know, you look at it, especially somebody coming from, you know, that doesn't drink a lot of darker beers, you know, it, it's a dark copper color. So people immediately think, oh, it's going to be heavy and it's going to be aggressive, but uh, it, it's super well balanced and really easy to sip. I really enjoy the, this Scottish ale. Is this darker than a normal Scottish, Scottish ale? Seems yeah, it's, it's on the dark end of the spectrum for this style. It's almost like a close to like a brown ale-ish or a really dark Marjan Oktoberfest. Did um, you say Marjan instead Marjan. of Marzen? Marjan. Or, or is it supposed to be Marjan? It's French. Oh, I don't it's, believe that. It's the French version of the <laughs> German I'm beer. I've yeah. okay, heard, heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It comes from the <laughs> northeast part of Canada. Uh, all right. <laughs> yes. Uh, I get uh, earthy. Malty on the aroma, almost bready. Um, maybe a little 
caramel. Some little bit of sweetness in there with the breadiness. I, I wrote down, I can live in this aroma. I like it. I could bathe in this taste. So what differentiates uh, a Scottish ale from any other ale? It's just the fact that you're using like raw or... I believe it's or... pronunciation. Letters. Rawr. I'm trying to remember, Tyler, right? Uh, people used to brew, like homebrewers would brew Scottish ales with peat malt, and that was always in error. You know, people thought it needed to have the peat malt in it, but I don't, I don't know that that was ever actually a thing. Someone just like, oh, Scottish, you use peat malt, so you put peat malt in it, but no. <laughs> so what is the answer to that, Mr. They Mr. still don't know. They're, they're working right, through yeah. it right yeah. now. I mean, but he hasn't I'm, had... I'm trying yeah. to, like, get Tyler involved. I'm like, yeah, you, you tell him. Yeah. I mean, so as a homebrewers, yeah. we all we all have been indoctrinated in the gospel of the BJCP guidelines. So when you read the BJCP beer judging certification yep. program, yep. right? If you're not familiar, I would have guessed something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been over that before in the podcast. This Blowjob, Chris, please. <laughs> so they say peat malt is out of style and you'll still find some peated scottish ales and for me peat gets real intense real quick i'm not a big fan of it um a scottish ale it, it, it's almost no hopping just like really token hops you know a few ibus straight jumping it, <laughs> Malt forward. Yep, very malt forward. Uh, you know, I thought it was funny. He gets it. I just thought not not his brain fucking just warped. His eyes went cross, and his like his mouth fell open. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Stubbed his toe. And everyone everyone knows Fargo's uh, stones throw. So some some of what we do, like when when you're brewing a Scottish ale, like they've been doing stones throw forever. So we yep. don't want to try to brew stones throw. Mm-hmm. We, that's why it's a little darker. It's a little stronger. You try to make it your own a little bit, but still stay within the style. So so a Scottish ale should be malty, right? A little caramel, um, toasty bread kind of things going on. Uh, clean fermentation. Yep, clean. Makes perfect sense. Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap! Ah, Mike Myers used to be funny. Still is. Really? Mm-hmm. Argument of... <laughs> Have you talked to him recently? What's he done? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's done anything. Just later. checking. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't make him not funny. Well, we because he's relaxing a little bit. Can't confirm. I'm just saying. Anyway, I still, I still like his old stuff. Ah. Great beer, though. Excellent. Yes, very roasty, uh, very good body. It's almost like a porter, um, but with a sweeter finish. And no slight dry finish at the end as well, but not like super dry. I like this. I really like this. Excellent. Good job, guys, in this one. Yeah, this one is is one of my favorites that you guys have out here. It's Super drinkable. What I like about this, uh, like typically, if you look at this, to me, this is a. Uh, I kind of drink with the season, right? I yeah. like lighter drinks when it's hot out, and I like darker drinks when it's cold or dark. But this one, you can. Is, this is still. Let's go play some games outside when the sun's shining on you, and you can still hammer some of these back. Play some cornhole. Some cornhole, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were uh, we did we had our Bach fest this weekend. And I don't know if you guys know what Bach poking is. Yeah, I do. And yes, we would like some of that as well yeah. today. Bach poking? Yeah. Bach so I have no that. fucking clue what you're speaking it's about. Is that rated X? Or? But I feel like I should sign a consent form. 
<laughs> only, only if you're going to touch the poker. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's got to be part of it. <laughs> well, do you have hand sanitizer? We do. Plentiful. Yeah, I might touch the poker. Uh, but yeah, so you know, we we were bock poking in the in this the Scottish here. That was one of the crowd favorites to get poked. So describe what bock poking yeah, is for people who yeah. don't know anything about yeah, fire. I'm just gonna say it's, it's, it's funny because so we, st- we started doing it Friday night and we didn't really know the origins of it. We're just like, eh, I think it's a German thing. <laughs> So that's what we're telling people. They're like, Thanks. maybe we should fact check ourselves. <laughs> no, I like the idea of, yeah. let's make some shit up. Yeah. You, well, it's, <laughs> so we did that for three hours. Beer, German thing, and, then, and then Scott's like, maybe we should fact check ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Not you, German. Yeah, now, I see, out? now I see your real purpose. <laughs> yep. Keeping these liars in <laughs> that's, check, man. That's Scott's job. <laughs> it, it, the it actually goes back to colonial times. In colonial America, not German. For people on Friday night, it's German. Yeah, for it was people German, on the Saturday, fr- they like get to learn yeah. what it really is, which is colonial America. If you're here from five to seven, you got the German right. story, right. and then you got the truth, you know. After that, that's uh, that's awesome. It's choose your own adventure. <laughs> sure. you know? yeah, sure. yeah. a lot more fun. So basically, what it is is you guys heat up a metal rod. Yeah, is so it we cast got- iron or steel or what is it? Steel. So we did. Um, so another member of the Prairie Homebrewing Companion, Austin, he, he makes knives and stuff. So, oh, right. and his fiance Laura is our social media gal, and now our new merchandise gal. And he drew us out. You know, when you hammer out and draw out the metal, some some pokers. So that's what you use. It was just you know I think a mild steel. Okay. And then he made one out of a railroad spike. That's the Harry Potter wand. And then the other three are out of uh, giant nails. That he made. Okay. So you, you guys will see him later, but yeah. So he just you know forged him up and he you know drew him out and yeah. So well. you leave that in the fire till it gets almost red hot, and then you pour you know either a bock, but but uh, as Rick was saying, the the Scottish was real good with it. Mm-hmm. Dump it in. Take the hot poker, put it in there, give it a couple swirls. It's going to release the carbon dioxide. It's going to heat it up and puts a. a Quite a bit ahead on it. So you're using a, a hot fucking piece of iron to yeah. stir your beer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does that sound like yeah. a good idea? Yeah. Well, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we got beer, steel, fire. Yeah. Fuck. Danger. What, you, what else do you want? Um, and well, traditionally, you can tell them what you traditionally do to it. Well, let's, okay. So as we continue to research this, you know. <laughs> okay. While we're doing it, <laughs> right. no, it just gets better. So, so, so that's what we were doing, and, and it, it's interesting. It does change the flavor. Um, it does heat it up some, and, and it, it gives it a different texture because it releases a lot of the carbon dioxide out of it. Uh, but then as we were researching, we were saying, or we saw a couple of recipes that actually involved putting sugar into the beer, about a table, like a, quite a bit, like a tablespoon of sugar into it, Give it a couple stirs. That's gonna gets a little bit ahead. Oh, thank you. And uh, and then actually poking it, uh, and then putting a little bit of rum in. Ooh, Ooh now we're talking. And that was really good. Uh, that that uh, that came out really good. In fact, we did the the chunky monkey, one of the beers you tried, yeah. with that. Doing that with a little rum afterwards, and, and Rick was saying bananas foster, and that's exactly what it tastes like to me. So I, I loved it. Nice. That's a, yeah. I I love hot pokey things. Definitely going to be trying that after this. I, I've been a fan of Forged and Fire for a while. I love watching yep, that yep. show. And uh, for my birthday one year, my girlfriend found us a place where we could go and do forging. 
not foraging. She just, no. you know, like not looking for foraging leaks. checks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we went out and it was, cool, but it was cool. We went out to a, a place in North Dakota where they were do, doing it and they, you know, they just taught you how to draw it out with this side of the hammer. This side of the hammer will do these things. And literally all we did was make wrought iron hooks, just really small ones, but it was kind of, it, it's a cool process. So people that do that, it's for, that's dope. It's something I want to learn more about. I did that over at Fort Sumter in Minneapolis. That was fun. Yeah. Got to do that. That was kind of neat. Yeah. Yay. All right, so let's talk about this third beer. Woo. This one is your Springfest Meinbach. Tell us about this beer, guys. What? Is that what it is? Well, judging by the color, I thought it was Hop Tub Time Machine, and I panicked. I was like, there's, there's not that much hops in here, guys. Well, that's what I wrote down is the third one we were going to do on this. Okay. That's funny. I, I, have, have, uh, I haven't tried it yet. I have Springfest written down. Yeah. So, yes. Springfest. This is okay. Springfest, yes. Okay. Maybach or a... <laughs> Hellesbach? Or a Hellerbach. Yeah, Hellesbach, Hellerbach. So it's a pale Bach. A Bach is what does a, that mean? A, a Bach is a German high-strength lager. But what do you mean by pale Bach? Is that like a super hazy uh, West Coast IPA? Hazy West Coast IPA. It's a little different than a hazy West Coast IPA. Okay, just um, checking. So it's um, pretty much exclusively German malt. It is exclusively German malts. It's um, mostly Pilsner with a little bit of Vienna, I believe. Um, malty. But the Maybach is a paler Bach, so there's going to be more hops. There's a little bit more bitterness than, say, like another Bach would be a... Shiner Bach. No, he means like a real Bach. Oh, a real Bach. Yeah. Oh, real God. Bach. Real okay. Bach. Oh, okay, okay. sorry. They're going to get you. It's fine. <laughs> like, a, like a Doppelbach or a... I know I'm forgetting some. Not like advance a base because the pitcher balked. <laughs> Sports. It's like it's good. So this one should have like a firm bitterness, crisp, malty, a little bit of German hops, like this spicy herbal hops. That's Is there something about my box being brewed at a certain time where there's two types of beers that are brewed, one in the fall, one in the spring, that's good? And then the other ones that they would give to their workers, so the Mybox are the higher quality ones. Right, right. Yeah, because they'd be, I suppose, fermented over the so, winter to serve in May. So, so Mybox come out in the spring. I want to and object then... to that question. You're leading the witness. <laughs> no, but wasn't it like the and the, the Mybox were like uh, served to the uh, the workers, as and then later on the, the Marsins or something like were that? served to the. You know, fill in the blanks, be- guys. Better people. <laughs> Fact check me on this one. You're not leaving any blanks. You just keep <laughs> fucking talking. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like part of like the saison story because the saisons were for like the farm hands. Um, okay. You know, I think yeah. they used to do festivals in Germany, right? That's kind of where the Bach festivals. Yeah, and they've been known to throw in a festival yeah. or two, especially in October, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess I don't, I don't have much to add to it. It's German ingredients. It's a strong lager. Um, what hops were used again? Uh, Hallertauer. Uh, Hallertauer, Mittelfru, and Tettnanger. That does sound one. German. Yep. Especially the way you say it. <laughs> it's almost cursive. Far bl- <laughs> Any Farbluka hops? <laughs> <laughs> no? All right, cool. <laughs> All right, I do. I do like this one a lot. Um, you guys have a double back too, um, which I thought I'd like more, but I actually did enjoy the the Springfest more. 
Um, that dark copper color, it's it's kind of got a sweeter, maltier nose. Um, yeah, a light spiciness to it. This, to me, is uh, how you finish off a night by a fire right here. It, uh, it feels like it would warm you up if you weren't already sweating. Yeah, this one's close to 7.5%, I would say. Box yeah. are pretty strong. 7.3. Nice. Yeah, lightly roasty, nice and malty. It's a good drinker. This is also one of my higher rated beers here. I really like this one. I agree with Chris. I also say one of my higher rated beers here. I like this one. Like like your others were shit. Thanks, Chris. Way wrong. I like better. I like. I watched Liar Liar the other. Day. I really liked damn near every goddamn thing we drank today. Damn near. We'll talk about that later. Off. <laughs> off air. <laughs> Any other notes on the Springfest guys? That was your porn name back in your sophomore year in college, right? Which Damn one? near. Damn near. Damn near. I almost made it to camera. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely get that maltiness on the aroma. And to quote Chef Kev, like, I, don't, I hate to say it, guys, like a dishwasher, dishwasher, dishwater aroma, but not like dirty. That's probably like grains, you know, something earthy like that. Dishwater, <laughs> dude. Like, so, <laughs> no, my, no, you don't use that. Come my on. favorite part about talking about beer is you'll use things like horse blanket and like it smells like manure outside of it or piss. But it's and not that, a bad thing. But it's not just, the bad version of that. How is that not that a bad, bad version? <laughs> anyway, horse blankets. You're Mandy. you're trying to do horse blankets, so right. But I Mandy. see what he's saying. There's that, uh, you know. That's uh, hard to explain. It's maltiness and then some sort it's of. It's wet something. grain doesn't always smell good. Right. But it tastes, but it tastes great. Um, it's less filling. I have, uh, I get a little bit of hoppiness on the Not, taste, but the sweet now. maltiness kind of it finishes <laughs> with that sweet maltiness. Um, very roasty, very good. And I said uh, dangerous at over 7%. Because I would rock down this. a six of these and call an Uber ride to get a ride home from across the street. Most definitely. All right, guys. It's definitely one of my favorites. So you still don't get dishwater out your own beer? <laughs> I don't. I get, kind of get like that noble <laughs> Try hop. Again. Kind of that light oh, I'm sorry. Spice, noble hop and dishwater. That, <laughs> that's what I smell. Rick's like, fuck you guys and your dishwasher bullshit. No, no, leave yeah. now. Hey, fuck Ernie, fuck Ernie specifically. I mean, you know. I've said nothing but <laughs> kind words. I'm just saying I, I wrote down a 5.5 out of 6 on the rating. Oh, I gave it a I lot know lower score. <laughs> I'm not talking. We're not Would talking about that. I gave it a 4.75. You can come up a little. Really? <laughs> well, I guess I'll get the process. Because that was his poor name in his <laughs> you junior year of college. Is that how we're doing it? <laughs> Oh, no, I don't want to fight you yet. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny because, like, when, you know, like, if you judge beers, if someone's, you're so far off, then you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess I can come up a couple points here if you come down a couple points. That's you're not, not buying a car. So I was going to say. But, you but know Chris, me, you can come up a little you bit. You know me from my day job. Uh, I don't sell cars, so I don't negotiate. <laughs> this is just what it fucking is. Yep, no haggles here. <laughs> no. No, I really enjoy this beer. I, I just would like, a, I don't know. Yeah, what, what would you like different about a it? A little more roastiness uh, um, from it. Um, give, me, give me a fit. Okay. Give me 16 more ounces of this, and I'll tell you. You know, there's not a lot to change. Um, it is really good. Um, 
It's got some good sweetness, and I like the maltiness. I would maybe like a little ro- more roastiness out of it, and um, it it bitters a little quickly. Um, and it stays kind of bitter for a little bit. Yeah, it does. It does other have than, a firm bitterness. Other so. than that, I you know it's great beer. Four seven five out of six is a good fucking score, man. <laughs> I'll give you a five. Thank you. <laughs> You're recording, right? You're recording right, Knox? Thank you. But yes, know that it could be better. <laughs> hey, we're just trying to be honest. No, I like, I, I like oh, it. Is, you know? So okay. what is like the, one of the main differences between this and like an Oktoberfest? Just when it's released? Or is uh, Oktoberfest maybe a little more bready? More malty. I think it's a all bit. to do with the grain, the grain bill, right? Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. The, the the recipe, really, right? The the <laughs> so almost everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, but pro- process wise, I don't know that there's that much difference. No, yeah. Okay, this one's going to be a little. It's going to have more hops than an Oktoberfest. There's more bitterness and maybe a little more yeah, a little it's closer to like our fest beer. Yeah, yep. a little drier. Not, not as yep. much than a. Uh, that fast uh, beer was. Cool. I think oh, an Oktoberfest yeah. might be a little more malty sweetness than yep. this, but yep. yeah, this is right there. Yeah, for sure. That, that, that's. And this is supposed to be like the paler spring, more bitter, yep. crisp kind of. Yep. Ah, it's me. I'm also paler, bitter, <laughs> bitter, yep. Yep. crisp. Yep. That's it. <laughs> All right, and with that, we'll take a quick break. Hear from our advertising sponsors. And yeah, uh, I seem to be out of beer, so we must yeah, be we doing can, we something. Can fix that. Yep, we're gonna be. We'll be right back. Fuck it. Uh, Why not? Ladies and gentlemen, we might mention Bridgeview Liquors a lot around here, and there's a there's a really good reason why. They pay for a lot of our booze. But uh, one of the great things about them, not just the paying us in alcohol, is they truly seem to love what they do. They, they're knowledgeable as hell on almost every type of alcohol. Anytime I have questions, that's where I go. That's why I love Bridgeview Liquors. And I know for a fact that they have knowledgeable staff because if you go back to our Brandies and Cognacs episode, uh, Evan, their store manager, their, his store pick for Brandies was the winner for the day. And I'm also impressed immensely with their huge selection of craft beers, not only locally, but as far away as four or five other states, which is more than an armful away. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of their knowledgeable staff, I found out that the word Gewürztraminer means a noble grape. While at Bridgeview, um, it is basically a grown-up version of a Moscato. Bridgeview has a wide selection of local as well as really hard-to-find wines. I like Gewürztraminer wines just because I like to say that word. Dude. And I'm German. Gewürztraminer is about the funnest thing you can do with my mouth. (laughs) It is. (laughs) And one of the fun things about Bridgeview that I like is that uh, how regularly they post on social media the new beers and liquors they get in with pictures because I'm a picture guy. Um, I like to see the Not much a reader, huh? No. (laughs) But Bridgeview has the picture, so I'm like, oh. That's the beer I'm looking for. I can look at the picture. I can go look for the can or the bottle and, you know, figure out, match them up and everything. And they do that uh, weekly on all their new releases for that week. So it's kind of nice. I like that. And you can find those social media posts on Instagram and Facebook at Bridgeview Liquor. And their website is bridgeviewliquors.com. And you can go to their location at 935 37th Avenue South in Moorhead. And when you do go to their location at 935 something in Moorhead, 
If you mention Bruise, Booze, and Reviews at the checkout, you save 10% off of all purchases. 10% off all purchases. So 10% say, off all purchases. Thanks once again for listening to our podcast. We love and appreciate all of our listeners, and we really love and appreciate you at Bridgeview Liquors. 10% off all purchases. All purchases. What would you like to eat tonight? I don't know. What are you feeling? Ah, uh, you know, I, I could go for burgers or wings. I don't know, maybe even pizza. What are you thinking? We just had pizza. I don't know. Uh, that's what I'm asking you. Well, maybe we should look online. Is what? It happens in nearly every home in America almost every day. At some point, someone asks, what are we going to eat tonight? Worry not. Fargo Takeout's artificial intelligence robotic chef, the Decisionator, is here to make the choices for you. You'll find its three top choices for takeout. If none of the three choices sounds good to you, just click the Nope, Try Again button. Even an artificial intelligence robot chef gets it wrong once in a while. The next time your relationship seems strained based upon what's to put on the table, Turn to FargoTakeout.com slash Decisionator. And remember, save a meal, save a marriage. FargoTakeout.com slash Decisionator. Coming in on the laughing intro from the break. Yes, we're back from our break. We're over here at Icewind Brewery out in Mapleton, of course, doing our taproom takeover. And uh, Rick's got a story. For us, it's a, they, they call it the mash tun story. I know it's not that it's, great, you said, but I still want not, to hear it. It's funny. Um, so the, the first time, so Sam from Drum Conrath came out and brewed with Tyler on the big system, right? Because we bought his seven barrel equipment, uh-huh. and then he kind of came out to show us how to use it. You know, so we're, we brewed on it. Uh, I think we made, we made Sundog, didn't we? I think that was our first. Yeah, that was, was the first yeah, one we brewed. Yep. Yeah, we brewed on Sundog. Big system. And, you know, so our thing is, is you, when you cool the beer down, you run it through a heat exchanger. And then, as, as we dub it in our business plan, our green initiative, we, we reclaim the hot water to use it for cleaning. Mm-hmm. You know, so then when you clean your tanks and, you know, kale and all that. So we're, we kind of get done cleaning. There's probably 85 gallons left in the, the mash tun. And then you have to drain it out. So Tyler's messing with the, the butterfly clamps. And the, but he undid the wrong one. So the, the, it was on the back of the valve instead of on the front. So then the whole valve came off and then just water shoots out and there's nothing you can really do until it drains the tank. No, that's so we just too much there, pressure. Yeah, we just, uh, you either stand there and get burnt on your hands trying to put a valve back on or you just let it all drain out. So Well, there's that guy that sells that uh, sticky tack tape thing. What's that fucking yep. shit called? Quick seal? Yep. The Flex seal. Flex seal. That's where you fucked up, and that's where. And I've done. I did that before at Flatland too, where I put the took the wrong (laughs) clamp off, and it's on the one on the back of the valve instead of the one on the front. So, then then we get done 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 twice. Go swimming for a little bit. (laughs) Shame on you. It happens. You're absolutely right. You make it a bird. That was bath. not that great of a story. No, it was <laughs> no. like, yeah, when, when, you know, when we were kind of setting up for this Knox, do you guys have any crazy brew stories, catastrophes? I mean, we haven't yet, knock on wood, but. Everybody's got to have one. Oh, but even, even when I was brewing for the first time, I had to have somebody, I had to have Dawn over my shoulder making sure I didn't do something like 
take that uh, the clamp seal off the wrong side of the valve. So I, I understand completely where you're coming from on that one. Most definitely. So uh, let's talk about our first beer coming from the break. It's the uh, West Ground and Brown. Uh, who wants to uh, tell us about this one, guys? So uh, we, we wanted to brew a coffee beer. Mm-hmm. You know, customers have a lot of suggestions. Coffee beer was one of the suggestions we, we had heard regularly. That, that and peanut butter comes up a lot. <laughs> Chris so, loves that one. This is fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so we started talking about coffee beer. Um, you see a lot of coffee stouts and coffee porters, and those are kind of like the, 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 the staple of coffee beers, if you will. Yep. But if you, I don't know, if you guys remember Alaskan Brewing a couple years back, and maybe they still oh, yeah. do it, the Alaskan Heritage Coffee Brown is probably one of my favorite coffee beers I've ever had. So this is somewhat modeled after that, where it's a brown ale that should have some sweetness and caramel tones. So it's not like coffee over roast, it's like coffee over caramel and sweetness a little bit. So th- that was the idea behind it. Okay. Uh, I-, I loved that Alaskan Heritage Coffee Brown, and, and that's kind of where this came from. And-, and Rick, why don't you tell about getting the coffee? He had to get in his truck. Yeah. yeah it's a we, long drive. Put it yeah, in. we uh, and pick it up and then bring where it back. From? Uh, we, we went to Columbia and went to a yes. family farm. Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, we <laughs> picked out the beans we wanted. And then, Did you really? Or are we making this up now? That's 100%. That's a lie. Yeah. You guys talked to our boy Dex from Thunder Coffee, correct? 100%. Yes. Yeah, we got in touch yeah. with Thunder Coffee. Well, let's see coffee. what happened in Columbia yeah. first. <laughs> we got detained at the border. For mealing um, some cocoa. Yeah, the amount of stuff Scott had in his suitcase. We don't even... Suitcase? Yeah. I... Now you can't say much more bank. because yeah. uh, charges are still pending. Yeah. I feel like investigation. I feel like the word suitcase is a euphemism. <laughs> anyway. A prison suitcase. <laughs> Go ahead, Tyler. So we picked up a couple bottles of cold brew from Dex. I stopped in and talked to him and said, hey, we want to do this. We'd like to work with you. You're the closest coffee roastery. Um, you're, they're in West Fargo. They roast their own beans. We thought it would be fun to work with them. And he gave us a couple bottles of their regular cold press, that you, cold brew coffee that you can buy off the shelves. And one evening we had some customers at the bar, some of the regulars who, you know, that, that give us feedback. We know them. And they were at the bar, so I was taking samples of the, of the beer that was basically finished and blending it with the coffee, and they're kind of helping us come up with the formulation. So okay. uh, we kind of focus grouped it a little bit with our customers to figure out the blend. We went back to Dex and said, you know, your regular cold press waters it down a little bit because it's not as... We wanted a, a more concentrated cold press where we could add less and kind of keep the beer... Higher feel. ABV and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Not water it down too much and thin it out. So, so that was kind of how the process worked. And um, we got a keg of cold brew from him and pressurized it and basically shot it up into the bright tank under pressure. And there you go. Shooting up Under pressure. When I first sampled this one, uh, first note I wrote, I want more coffee on the nose. And I think I, I've chatted with a couple of you guys. I, I, I drink coffee black. I like it super coffee. This time drinking it, I think it's maybe because I've taken a break from drinking other things, came back, and I did get more coffee on the nose. I agree with you 100%, Chris. Because, um, yeah, when, we, when I first sampled it, I'm like, ah, I get little hints of coffee, but it, it seemed mostly like, uh, you know, like that... That roastiness you get from malted barley or whatever. 
Um, but now I get more actual coffee off the nose. So it already went up a quarter of a point, and you didn't have to fucking yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> but you can still yell at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fire away. Okay, I got a, a I light like roasted coffee on. on the aroma um, mixed in with some earthiness. But look how that clings to the glass. The good legs on that one. Huh? Yeah, look at that. Nice, thick. Black. Yeah, I wrote good head retention. I, I like the I like the lacing. Um, you get good coffee, then some maltiness comes in, then you get a little bit light coffee again. Uh, it's not as bitter as I thought it would be. Um, being a coffee beer, right? Uh, again, I drink coffee black. One of my favorite things about that is the bitterness that you get from the coffee after the uh, that last bit. As it starts to dry out, I like that bitterness. It gets me fucking glowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this one didn't have it, again, the first time I tried it. But now after, I haven't had a drink for a little bit when we came back to it. And now I do get that coffee bitterness. And I do enjoy that. It makes you just want to go. Um, at first, I wrote almost too, it's almost too drinkable because it's not black coffee enough for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I want, I like coffee when I drink it. It's like, fuck, why am I drinking this? Bitter. Then I go right back to it. And it didn't have enough at first for me, but now the second coming back to it, I'm getting more of that this time. And it's fucking, it's a good, it's a good fucking drinker here, boy. Yeah, I wrote down the more you have, uh, the more the coffee actually yeah, comes out. It does. I dig and it. And this is coffee with no creamer. This is how I like my coffee. I actually prefer coffee almost at room temperature because. Almost, di- I like it almost disgusting. Almost, no, not, <laughs> like, I, personally, I can't drink hot things, soup, anything. <laughs> but, I, I, I have to let it cool down, and I do that I, with my coffee. I, I get my coffee first thing in the morning, with and your, I sit it at my desk, with and I have a little soup? tiny fan. <laughs> yeah, no soup for you, <laughs> fuck off. No soup for you, back a line. <clears throat> um, but I, I have a little fan at my desk that blows on me because it gets kind of hot in the summertime. But I always tilt it down on my coffee for like 10 minutes because I, I just can't drink hot things. Um, so I like my coffee more at room temperature. And obviously this is nice and cold and carbonated, but it's, it reminds me of that coffee. No sweetener, just black coffee like the day after. It's like, what's, uh, what's that movie? I throw a horseshoe in it and if it stands up, it's good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, nice, and smoke. nice and thick. But yeah, yeah, I like this. Um, so like, I think one of my first coffee beer experiences, and maybe a lot of people's, it was uh, uh, Bent Paddle out of Duluth. Um, cold press. Cold press coffee. Um, but uh, coffee beers have made like an explosion over the last few years. Even Paps has that cold brew, <laughs> which we've talked about on an episode, which is like, Jeez, I super so sugary sweet. I want, I want to get your guys' uh, uh, thoughts on this too. Okay, so when when you label something for me as a coffee beer, I think coffee should be the dominant thing that you get. Okay, so Pabst PBR has their hard coffee, which is a delicious little fucking drink, super slammable. But is it? It's beer? chocolate milk, right? You get maybe a little bit of coffee, but it's chocolate milk. So to me, it shouldn't be called a fucking coffee beer. It should be labeled something else. I've never had it. 
So, but I'm assuming it's like you think some of those canned Starbucks drinks, right? Except with alcohol in it, right? It's yeah, so, yeah, maybe. Right. So, uh, so you get more of the chocolate milk, you get more of the, the the vanilla stuff out of it, and you get less of the coffee, right? It doesn't look like this. It doesn't look dark. It doesn't look like a coffee. It looks like a coffee with super amounts of creamer and vanilla. Looks like that. No. Okay. I yeah. like how we're pointing at shit. What, like this our is, listeners this is coffee with some creamer. Thanks for listening. Watch us point. <laughs> 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 oh, that's that sign there. We get. Okay, I'm sorry, Chris. Anyway, so uh, I was asking what their thoughts on that labeling something like that as a coffee beer. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Well, it's, it's, it's like uh, like the malt beverage thing, right? It's not necessarily a beer. It's just kind of you're not supposed to taste the alcohol. You're supposed to be able to get the alcohol. Right. I just I don't know. They should have named themselves a chocolate beer or something, not coffee. I want coffee there, in my there's coffee. There's some truth beer. in labeling, though. I don't know that if they said, oh, it's chocolate milk, you can't do that with the federal labeling guidelines. Liquor milk. We call it. I don't know yeah. if you can do that. <laughs> Liquor <laughs> milk. And, uh, Never mind. That comes off gross. <laughs> yeah. That was my <laughs> poor name in my senior yeah. year in college. Liquid milk. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm, I'm of the same opinion that if, if you're going to put it on the label, it needs to be present. Yeah, and, and I mean, God, it's a fine line, right? Like you don't want to hit people over the head necessarily with everything, so it's overwhelming. But at the same time, you want it to be there and be like, uh, well, "This beer says it has this, and I don't pick it up." Like that's really disappointing. I've been in that position before, where you're kind of like, "Well," mm. can, and I, that's I can't one think of anything off the top of my head. Like, yeah, there's is, a real specific story. But is it, I, is it mint? I would say that's one thing Drecker does really well. When, when Drecker says, this beer is this, it is this. Like, Drecker does a great job with that. Um, yeah, there's been places, like a mint stout. A mint? That's what no. Yeah. You, no, please. Ever, Let's talk ever, about mint stouts. Is there a story there? <laughs> I'll hear a story. You don't have to name names, or you can change it. Uh, we'll just call her Sarah Paulson, brilliant actress. She can do anything, so she could be the lead of this story. Oh, I thought that was the governor from uh, Alaska. This is this was ba- yeah. so this story. It's when we were. Do I, co- uh, I had three points, so I got to take one away now. Yep. We were collecting equipment for the startup. So yeah. the the little walk-in you see out there with all our taps on it. We went down to the cities to pick that up, and we stopped at a place, a brewery in the in in the area of the Twin Cities that had a minced out and it was a five ounce pour, right? Like a little sample, but I think it was like $6 yeah. or something. So Imperial minced out. I'm like, okay, I I like, oh, they, like, they like their stuff. And there was, there was no mint. I, w- I was pretty sad. No so mint. Yeah, like, Tyler I was so sad. I felt yeah. so bad. He was so excited for it, you know, and he, he's ordered all these little four ounce pours and everything. And then he gets it and he's like, I don't get any mint. So the question I have then uh, goes to this. We were talking about, Coffee beers on a previous episode, and that and two PBR coffee one came up. I know, but how do you change how you rate that beer, right? But I don't think that's it's, a beer. It's absolutely delicious, but it doesn't hit the coffee notes. So do you rate it bad as a coffee beer, but a delicious overall drink? It changes the numbers how you're rating it. But they market it as a hard coffee, don't they? Correct. So I don't know that it's and so if it tastes like YooHoo as opposed to Staymart Black Coffee. <laughs> If you're just rating it as a drink, you're going to give it high numbers because it's tasty as shit. But if you go, coffee beer, yeah. you're going to give it lower numbers, right? Yeah, I, I see that from breweries a lot where, where you're like, well, maybe it's not exactly this, but it's a really good beer. And if you just 
rebranded it. Some people don't care. Like, it's a good beer. Right. It's fine. It's a good beer. It's but just like, where we run into problems when we're trying to label things as a podcast. And that's all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks for coming. No, no, no. And, it was a good point. Though. Well, they don't label themselves as beer. It's hard <laughs> coffee, right? Yeah. And it, it goes back to setting the expectation. Like, when you say what it is, you're setting that for the customer. They're going to expect that. And if it's not there, you know? No. It's a it's a tough it's a tough thing. But this West Ground and Brown uh, coffee, this is a beer. This coffee. hits those coffee notes that I really enjoy out of a coffee beer. Whew! Sometimes that was a long fucking segue. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it does say it, it does say it's a hard coffee, not a yeah. not a coffee beer. So I guess there that'd be the difference. But just don't get enough coffee. I'm sorry. I I steered us in the wrong. No, direction. it was great, and I'm and, and I'm glad we went there. What kind of feedback would you give us on this? Would you say more coffee? No, I like this one. Um, I, I, I think it hits a lot of the, the good notes, good roastiness. Uh, like I said, the first time I drank it, almost too drinkable because it didn't seem to have enough bitterness to, uh, from the coffee kick that I wanted. But yeah, well done. I, I enjoy the shit out of it. I did too. Uh, on my little notes underneath at the very bottom is like where I would put more what do I want. I have nothing. Um, again, I agree with Chris. The second time I had it, I get a lot of more of that dark roastiness of the coffee comes out. Um, earthy, something I wrote and scribbled. It's <laughs> <laughs> like sign in the back of somebody's yeah. high school picture. Uh, almost like an, you, you can almost get that oilness of the beans itself on that. And at 6.3%, yeah. Dangerous. Watch. It's a hearty breakfast. All right, now let's move on to uh, <laughs> hard tickles. Sour. So, <laughs> first and of all, the story. Fifth year of college, that was my porn name. <laughs> In your fifth year of college, I was okay. Hard tickles. Hard tickles. Dangerous. So, I think hard tickles is a better name than one that we originally had for this series of beers. Soft tickles? <clears throat> So, so tell us what was, the, what was the original? I don't even remember. Tell the tell the story and then uh, tell us about the beer. Well, what was the first name? Well, we we had settled. Oh, that's right, that's right. I forgot about. We, it. we had settled on Cougar Juice yes. at one point. <laughs> I'm ready. To go. Yeah, I had not agreed. But our, I was. Our friends was steered us away. <laughs> Yeah, I was all for it. I got I got voted down on that one. So oh oh, you I would have right? liked that. Yeah, why not? Have, have some waves in the background <laughs> on the pictures. <laughs> you totally should have some can koozies with cougar juice on it. My friend in Seattle said it was a little too bro-y. Well, you know, sometimes you got to find a market for shit. <laughs> you know? Some of your stuff has to be a little more niche. Thanks, Tyrell. <laughs> Shout out to Tyrell. Thank you. Yep. So tell us about the name Heart Tickles. Where does it come from? Rick, this is yours. Go ahead, Rick. Um, so and we have a lot of regulars out here, right? <laughs> and, and you get to know a lot of your customers, and you know, after a few beers, everybody starts talking. So we had a customer t- start telling us a story. And it was, I'll try to give you the cliff notes here. Uh, him, him and the wife were getting a little rowdy, and the sun was still up, and he kind of breaks in the rooms like, what are you guys doing? The kid does. The kid does. So yep. mommy and daddy were fucking. Yep. 100%, kid walks in and 100%, fucking. Yep. Okay. 
Yeah, let's and then, uh, Thanks for those notes. We don't then, want to uh, clean it up. We yeah, want to clear it yeah, up. Yeah, okay, here. yeah. And uh, so then the, the kid's just super upset and goes back to his room. Still, he's, just, he's upset. He, he didn't know what was going on. And then the mom has to go in there and console him. Mm-hmm. You know, he thought daddy was hurting her. And uh, like immediately, <laughs> or was it like ten minutes later? I, you know, I, I mean, I, I think I think first. Thing, I think the first thing I'm like, did they finish? Uh, no, I guess not. You know, well, I don't think I'm yes. assuming not. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so first dad went in there, but that wasn't good enough. So the mom had to go in there because thought dad was hurting her. And then she's like, no, you know, don't worry, it's it's okay. We we're just kind of having fun. Dad was just giving me hard tickles. And then that's uh, and then once and then once we heard that story, we're like, that's a beer name, hundred percent beer name. So hard tickles, hard yeah. tickles. Yeah. So that's where that name comes from. So what is hard tickles exactly? Is, is uh, the beer style? Like we just heard yeah, like, 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 no, the beer, beer style. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that. It, it's, it's turned into our rotating Jesus. line of sours. Right. Okay. So. And it looks like a hazy sour. This one is guava. This one is guava. Uh, n- th- 100% guava. Uh, I mean, we didn't add any other fruits, no blend, so it's guava puree. Um, hard tickles, we, we kind of keep the same. We keep it as a, as a sour about 6%, so it's got a little bit residual sweetness to balance the acidity in the fruit. You know, to, um, We do ferment the fruit out completely as possible so we don't have residual sugar in the cans, um, so they should be shelf-stable. That's, that's our goal with this, this line is to make something that's uh, you can keep it warm. You can keep it on a shelf. Whatever. Floor um, beers, fucking floor beers, man. I love them. That's because that's I usually a, where you fall after I don't need a, a couple. I don't need a fridge. I can drink yeah. whenever. <laughs> I'm just an accessible drinker. So we just we liked that name so much. We just decided to make our sour line that because yeah. it does get to be tough to come up. Oh, like right away coming up with names seems like it's a lot of fun. Oh, and then, no, yeah, it's 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 I, the worst. Writing sucks. <laughs> That's why Sorry. our show isn't great. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't cram too many scripts. No. Hey, Chris, you ever walk into your uh, your folks' room while they're fucking? Uh, no, oh, no. Well, so much for any names for the next beer. Awesome. <laughs> I have, and it was tremendously uh, <laughs> scarring for me. Yes. There you go. Tremendously scarring is the next fucking amber box. The lead vocalist. That's how he sounds. I really. Uh, it looks like straight uh, regular grapefruit juice, not like pink grapefruit juice, but just regular grapefruit juice. This beer. Yeah, it's like, uh, hazy. So with the fruit puree that we use, it's aseptic. Okay. So. It's been heated up. It's been pasteurized. And what that seems to do is it sets the pectin. So they get really hard to clarify. We, we've tried adding pectic enzyme to clear it up. But unless you're using like whole fresh fruit, I think it's kind of hard to clarify a fruit beer. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when, I mean, most people are using Oregon fruit puree for their fruit, yeah. I think, just because of the quality and consistency and and I think uh, With, people realize filtration. that. Yeah, I think people realize that and they know that. If you're Have using you guys, the real stuff, it doesn't. I mean, if you're using extracts, it's going to be clear and it's going to taste like extract. Have you so, tried using OxyClean? Because that shit, like commercials, it cleans it, it everything didn't, out. It didn't. The, the off flavor, it's, it's kind of a dishwater. It had a dishwater. Flavor. Flavor. It, was kind of it was what it left in there. So we just we couldn't yeah. we couldn't run with it. So all right, that's a point for you. You're the yes. first guest to get a point. Yes, all right. All right. He's on the board. Yes. What do we got? 
Survey it, says it's up there, Steve. <laughs> what? Anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah. What kind I, of guava were you looking at? Is the pink guava? You, yeah. What'd you use? Pink guava. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you guys ever eaten guava uh, by itself? Yes. Do you like it? No. Uh. Did I almost bust your so teeth on the seeds? So good job using it in a beer. No. <laughs> it, like Dude, a fruit salad those, is pretty good. Those seeds in. will break your jaw. They're thick. They're a little thick. They're this seeds. is a really good souring beer. Um, I do not like the flavor of guava alone. I think uh, guava does a great job as an accompaniment, um, like a bow tie. You shouldn't just walk around wearing just a bow tie. <laughs> I shouldn't walk around you, just wearing a bow tie. You should have pants and stuff Suspenders. On. you yeah. got to have suspenders if you're going to wear a bow tie. Yeah. I mean, that's all. Damn you got to have it with it. But I do like the souring on this beer. I think your, the base on this is really great. I'm not a fan of just the guava flavor itself. What would you pair with it? Pear. Pear? <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's... No. Way to give it a little well, they say it's a little sweeter. <laughs> yeah, I could see go. pear with this. Almost fucking anything. Pear would, uh, like, not the pears that you get around here, because the pears that get around here are squishy and gross. But, like, the firm ones have a, a, a different flavor. Grapefruit that you don't get around here, that, that, uh, like Arizona grapefruits where they're sweeter, um, would do well. Mango goes good, good with guava. Listen, they have a beer style to, that's called to, Pog, right? But Pog. to me, like the the guava just doesn't it doesn't toot my horn. So so that's Pog, what I want out of a sour, a horn tutor. So Pog is passion fruit, orange guava. So those are the three that you would probably pair together. Oh, henceforth Pog. Pog. Yeah. Oh. I wasn't sure if it was A W G. But apparently not. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I like how Knox is 18 seconds. Yeah. Knox is the only one on a tape delay. We'll call that one Cougar Juice. <laughs> Cougar Juice, yeah. I'm not expecting any laughs at all. Um, yeah, I get a good balance off this. A uh, little tangy, a little more tangy than the raspberry. I like the raspberry one as well. Um, I don't get any of that eye-shutting sourness. Um, I'm not, typically not a sours guy. I like to enjoy what I'm drinking. Um, so a lot of the sours are like, which is exactly what Chris likes. He likes that. Here you are right up in your face and explosions and shit. Um, I typically don't. I move more like a flip book. Right. Than he does. Um, it has a slight kind of dry finish to it. But again, I mean, we had guava on that one episode. Again, the seeds. I, I don't, a guava must not be like a super sweet fruit. Um, I like sweet things like honey, for instance. You're a sweet thing. I am. Sweet oh, thing. You guys are so nice. Um, so, but I really like this as a sour because I think the more you have it, the more it coats your tongue, um, especially if you've been sampling other things like we have. The more you can just nail this one down and coats your tongue, the the more I appreciate it. Excellent. Good good cougar juice. Cougar juice. And I I, I tend to agree with you. Guava on its own is maybe not like um, part of part of what I do sometimes is I want to work with guava. You can't and, just and wear a silver glove. You need sequins on it. You got to just see how it works in the beer, and then. <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree, Rick? Come on, man. <laughs> 
Some Michael yeah, Jackson yeah, joke. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Don't worry. Oh, you're so bad. The, d- the depth of our humor. <laughs> it's so two-dimensional. But, no, uh, anyway. I, yeah. It, it's good, though. It's good. Just, I, I want a different flavor. Yeah, so previous versions we did uh, with one with pineapple, and then the last one was uh, um, the... Uh, with peach and that peach, yeah, peach mango, peach mango, mango. yeah, yeah, mango is another thing that just like cranberries just join the party. It's in goddamn everything now, which is good because I like mango. But good marketing, mango, the mango team, (laughs) the mango, the mango's doing it right. All right, so moving on to our final beer of the day. This one is the uh, Hop Tub Time Machine. Tell us about this one, guys. I love the name, by the way. Love the movie. Part two wasn't all that great, but still love the movie. Uh, the best part of this one is our, is our tap board. It's got a hop floating in a hop tub, but customers are like, why is there an artichoke in there? <laughs> like, That's what a hop looks like, Sam. That's a hop cone. Why, why, would, why would people's brains go there? It looks like, they think it's an artichoke, so... <laughs> You're... Your customer base doesn't understand beer well, huh? Well, I think a lot of people, they, they probably don't know what a hop looks like. I suppose. Yeah. And that we've brewed sense. so many artichoke beers. Yeah, we, we, probably have. <laughs> we do have I the market on artichoke beers. I did see on your Wikipedia, it did say uh, uh, biggest harvester of artichokes yep. in North yep. Dakota. Yep. So that's a big win, boys. <laughs> that's my second favorite Metallica song. Harvester of artichoke. <laughs> 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 no, 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 get, don't get All right, so, then, so, so this beer is just kind of our homage to classic West Coast IPAs. And it's very clear. You know, people, it's kind of, the, I think in the description, Tyler puts the, the days before haze. Um, you know, I, th- I think this is my preferred IPA. Right, so West Coast IPA. Crisp bitterness, firm bitterness, grapefruit. Slightly piney hops, right? As opposed to a New England IPA that's going to be a softer bitterness and a more tropical, sweet, fruity hop. This has got an edge to it, a crispness that kind of cleans your palate off. And, and There's it brings a sadness you back that you live with. No. <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean? What, no. What did you score this one? Let me look. We, Dude, I get 525 out of 6. I fucking love this beer. Okay. Um, you can go up, but it's fine. Hop tub time machine. You know, you're going back in time to those first IPAs that I started drinking. Um, you got you have that great citrus and grapefruit, that citra um, on the aroma. And then when you drink it, you get that pininess that, that comes in. And it's crisp as fuck. You can drink this on a hot day. You can drink this to warm you up because there's... Some a little bit of alcohol in it. Um, yeah, six percent. Some resinous, uh, resinous, yep. resinous, Re- resani. <laughs> what? I can't roll my. If you're R's? Italian, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great beer. I really enjoy this one. This is one of my favorites that you guys have. Now, one of the first things I said was uh, very clear. Uh, I mean, this beer is no opaqueness whatsoever it's almost like lager-esque with how how clean and crisp it is now i had sent you guys a picture earlier so today this is brewed uh, to style right well, uh, there's no mix-up of what this fucking is if you're looking for a west coast ipa this is the epitome of what you're looking for you nailed it on the head this is what i wrote it's it's what you want in the style it, you get more fruit bit of resin it's it's just 
it's the dictionary definition of Thank you. of it, and you nailed it. So the picture I sent you earlier was uh, a picture of a of a said brewery with a said beer that said uh, Hazy West Coast Double IPA. What did you guys think about that picture? <laughs> I think it's bullshit. The whole point of a of a West Coast is to be clear. And I like black and white photos with a bit of color in them. Same. Yeah. Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I, I think, well, the, you know right, that picture I sent is, you that nobody else can see? The, so, so the photo, it looked like orange juice. That was the thing. Yes, it. and it said it was a hazy West right. Coast double IPA. How, yeah. I mean, by definition, is that a thing? Can you do that? Can you make... Can you do that? I mean, obviously they well, did, yeah, but... Yeah, because it's not... I mean, even think of before ha- hazies, right? Someone's like, I'm going to make a hazy IPA. That was not unheard of. Now, it's, it's people just want to try to reinvent the wheel all the time, and you can only get so creative where you have to just come up with something else. Right. It's, it's qualifying itself by saying it's a yeah. hazy. We want it to be a West Coast IPA, but we couldn't get the haze out. So then call it that. I don't know. They're cheating. They're che- excuse me. They're fucking cheating. <laughs> so, so I don't know. It's like, okay, so uh, I guess maybe you'd equate it to uh, calling something a, a bourbon whiskey. Okay, so bourbon has specific rules too, right? Yeah. Bourbon needs to be 51% grain. Corn. Corn. <laughs> Which is a grain. Good thing probably. I've been drinking. Yep. But yeah, 51% <laughs> corn, aged, blah, blah, blah. You have... This this you have this set of parameters for it to be a bourbon. So people will also then take their specific bourbon, but then they'll age it in something else, right? They'll put another year in like a port barrel. Solero, Madero. So you can't call it a bourbon anymore because it has been aged in something else. So they'll call it a bourbon aged in this. So as long as you qualify it. So I guess they qualified it and they can call it a West Coast hazy so that because it's not a west coast ipa anymore now it's a west coast hazy and they created a, a whole new so then if that's genre. a thing then that has to come down to new england being the fruity and west coast being the piney resinous bitterness i was thinking the same thing like what expectation does that set in my mind it's gonna yeah. be citrusy resiny pine so it's gonna taste like a west coast ipa but just looks shitty and maybe have like a softer bitterness, like a little, like a little bit like a hazy. Yeah, like a less yeah. uh, dry wetness. <laughs> what the yeah, so then at this yeah, point, exactly. yeah, less dry wetness. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more with you. So then, just <laughs> isn't it the other style now? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Kevin <laughs> agrees. Yep. So that was that was just an interesting. Um, question that I wanted to pose to you guys being brewers is like, what's the actual real difference? So if they're making hazy West Coast, I always, I always thought West Coast had to be pretty clarified uh, to be that crisp, clean bitterness in that beer with, with a certain kind of mouthfeel with the carbonation as well. But with hazy, it kind of muddles that it's shit. It's West yeah. Coast aged in confusion barrels. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Okay, so what else do we got for for notes on the uh, West? I gave mine piece. I I just have it's it's hoppy. I don't get any of that peppery aftertaste that I hate on some IPAs. Um, 
It's 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 got a maltiness to it that I appreciate. Uh, slight dryness at the end, but it, it's uh, balanced very well. Um, this would be one of those beers like for myself. I was originally I like oh IPAs uh, too hoppy too bitter. This would be one of those. Hey, I don't like IPAs. Just be like you know what, try this. It, it would be like kind of right on the edge of that because it is a little drier than some people might like, but it's a it's a good representation. You get that maltiness of that West Coast. Excellent. So we have time for one more story before we call the day. And um, there's a hazy story that you guys had mentioned to me earlier today. They don't remember it? Since, yeah, like, since we were... Uh, since we were talking about... Well, we were going to do... I, I want to hear everybody's worst taproom experience. Oh, yeah. Or, or drinking establishment experience. All right. Here, here's, well, today's not over yet. Right now, in your attitude, sir, that's aggressive. Your arrogant <laughs> bastard shirt's not going to fit. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll tell you my story real quick. Uh, the worst one was I, I walked into a brewery tap room, and they had probably, I don't remember, it was eight, eight to ten beers, somewhere around that lines. And I tried a flight on all of them. And out of them, I think their top beer was, I would say it was a 3.5. Their next beer down was a 3.0 as far as my rating goes. And then the rest were just shit. Just swill. Yeah. And I, I boy, they, I, I, and I, you're I still that, friends with Don Kenna. That's terrible. Burn. But I was thinking, you know, how can you guys survive as a brewery with, with this, these kind of quality of beers. And, uh, yeah, they didn't survive, so... Yeah, we won't, we won't talk about it. And it wasn't Don. We absolutely love Don. And <laughs> no, he, no, no, no. And he fucking knows it. That's why he's on the podcast a lot. And I'm not saying it's a local brewery, because uh, I, I don't want to give anything out as to yeah. what location this beer is at, or this brewery was at. I've never had a, a really particularly bad uh, experience at uh, any tap room. Um, my least favorite thing about tap rooms is they're understaffed with uh, sometimes people that don't know anything that they're talking about. So you get really slow service and people going, oh, let me check. <laughs> you know? And actually, maybe that hasn't happened at a tap room. Well, at tap rooms, I just get terrible service sometimes. Not here. Okay. Yep. Not here. I'm yep. looking at you because you're yeah. here and I'm trying to make eye contact <laughs> yeah. so we can yeah. connect. But but a lot of tap rooms that I've been to or uh, several, you know, you you just don't get quick service because they're always just pouring beer and sometimes beer takes a while to pour. So service at tables has always just been a thing. But my least favorite thing is going to a restaurant that carries craft beers or a big variety of beers and they can't answer a single fucking question. Oh, uh, it's not on the tap list, the description yeah. right there? Then I don't know. I don't yeah. Well, no, like, so you'll just be like, oh, what's that one? Uh, let me go check. And then they'll come back. And they'll tell you. And then, like, well, what's this one all about? And then I have to go, you know, just uneducated uh, experiences the, are, my, are my least favorite thing. The, the best is when they go check and they come back and the answer is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's got some hops. Oh, okay. It's going to be like a beer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, I, I forgot to ask you what hops were in the hop tub time machine. I never asked that. You'll have to go back and look. We, we kind of rotate. Th this batch had a citra, citra 
Simcoe. Those were the main ones. Okay. Citroen, Simcoe, yep. And a little Bravo. We Bra- talked about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. We, we love Bravo. <laughs> Johnny so, Bravo is amazing. And er, er, what was your worst taproom experience? Or, or beer place? Uh, when they don't have beer on tap? What? So has that happened? To oh, you? yeah. There's some uh, bars that don't have anything on tap. You got to buy all cans and shit. What? At a brewery? What the fuck? Not a brewery. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I really don't. I really loved going to every brewery I've, we've been to. Well, not as a podcast, but uh, anyway. Yeah, we're not going to get nothing out of him. Yeah, probably yeah, not. Wow. Okay. okay. Can I get in on, on this one real quick? Yeah, <laughs> shoot. There, there was a brewery John and I went to, my, my homebrewing partner. We went, we went to um, on a trip. And it was a brewery slash winery slash homebrew shop. So they were doing a lot of things, right? Maybe they weren't doing all the things as best they could. That's a lot of slash. Everything got about 82%. (laughs) (laughs) So we ordered flights. And there was some problematic (sighs) beers on the flight. Mm -hmm. Same experience I had, basically, right? With yeah. the, the brewer I was talking about, yeah. We were drinking, exactly. Like the best one was mediocre, and you're like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Maybe we'll get more of that, but you, di- you don't. And I sp- I, we had flights, and I spilled one of mine, and he got mad at me because I spilled my beer. He goes, you won't have to drink as much beer as I do. Because that's, that's how bad that's it how was. That's how bad it was. Yes, he got mad. So... <laughs> Jesus. That's awesome. But the people drinking the wine seemed very happy, so I think we made the wrong yeah. choice. Uh, I, uh, it does remind me, I, I, had bl- I had blocked it out, I think. Like most of your Saturday I went, nights. No, I went to a, a, a brewery one time, and I, I remember... Because typically when I drink something, I, I, t- I tend to say, yeah, let me try that. And everybody goes, oh, you want the sample? And I'm like, nope. I accidentally said try. I meant to give me a full fucking glass because I'm a full pint guy, you know, when I go out. Don't let me sample it. Give me the whole experience. And I went to this one brewery, and I, I should have I listened. When they go, you want the sampler glasses? Because, yeah, I had the same experience. I think I tried five beers, and there was only one where I went, no, I'm going to use this in between these other fucking messes you have going on here. (laughs) That's going to be my palate cleanser uh, just because it's so fucking bad that everything dies in my mouth after drinking it. I'm glad you guys aren't one of those. I I won't talk about who that brewery was, but... There was nothing redeemable, redeemable about it except for I was able to park right next to the door to get in and out. So I, had, I didn't have to walk much. Were there blue stripes on the concrete? It was just really bad, everything on the menu. There was like, nobody. Did you park in the handicap spot because you got right next to the door? Sweetheart. <laughs> I mean. But on the flip side of that, how awesome is it when you go into a tap room and you get to talk to a beer tender or one of the brewers and they know what they're talking about and they want to talk to you about beer, 
Like I've been to places like that where I was going to stop for a half hour and I'm there the whole yeah. day because they just suck you in. Th- that's what I love about this whole whole group, right? You guys bought this place from uh, Sam, right? Or took over after Sam left. Yeah. And I bet you guys have talked a lot and shared information and shared stories and secrets and, and things. And I bet that's happened with tons of brewers in this area. Like uh, what's cool about What's cool about Beer Man is it gets people talking, and, and everybody helps each other out, and that's my favorite part about it is nobody's ever really a dick about shit. I like seeing the uh, passion in your guys' eyes and people's eyes about, it. yeah, we brewed this with this and that, and you know, we tried this, and it's like you can see how much you guys enjoy what you do. Do you look at all these other breweries as competition? No. Not really, right? No. In that fact, Sam has been great. Like, you want to, of course, you know, there's, sell there's more a, than that guy a, or sell I more mean, than this guy or make a, it better. This. Unfortunately, there's kind of a pecking order. They kind of push of you, though, don't they? in the FM area, but... But don't I, they push you to do better? Yeah, that's and then, exactly... And then, yeah. and then they also help you sometimes. Some do. So, for the most part, most Some do. do. For the most part, most do, from what I've seen. So, Sam from DCR experience. has been great. Yeah. Sam, so really, and, and flat when they're around, Flatland helped us out a little bit. Yep. Um, but there is somewhat of a, a pecking order. Oh uh, yeah, and I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I to, get it. To I'm, Chris's point, it's not so much a competition as it is um, like an inspiration, right? They, they, they're up here. Well, there's some industries where the people are straight hiding information. There are some trade secrets. I feel like, yeah, you know, obviously recipes are going to be that way, but I feel, and from what I've experienced since doing this podcast and from going to different uh, places, lots of these brewers know each other and lots of them help each other out and lots of them do collaborations. And, you know, it seems like a really close-knit community and it's my favorite part about doing these shows. Yep, I thought it was drinking and getting drunk. It's a byproduct. That's a close second. <laughs> and you know, you're you're absolutely right. For us, it's it's the little guys who they're they're like our big brothers or our or our our bro, you know swing barrel opened about the same time we did. We bought this from Sam. He's he's kind of like our big brother. We help him out when we can. He helps us when we can. Uh, if he needs cans, if we need grain, whatever it is, right? Like we we kind of work together on that. Swing Barrel's the same way. We've talked about recipe development with them quite a bit over the last few months. What we've done, what they've done, what worked, what didn't. And that's a little easier for us to do with the smaller breweries who are more in the same position we are as opposed to like a director who's just... Like, they're on a different... I mean, come on. They're on a different level. Let's be honest. I mean, they're opening this multi-million dollar hotel apartment thing they're distressed here's the thing drecker's bigger <laughs> drecker's bigger than anyone really knows like they're overseas they i have a friend i have a co-worker down in virginia checks in new drecker beers on untapped almost every day it's unbelievable yeah distribution's crazy is this and, a director advertisement? And, like, I know, send him a bill. Send him a bill. And, and good for Drecker. Mark. And good for Drecker, right? Oh, yeah, Local guys good. making it well. Yep. And even they even shipped down to Arizona. Yep. Yeah. Derek Junkyard they're, and Fargo Impressive. Brewery. 
What the fuck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Did it's I drink good. so much that we just morphed into a new episode? I don't know, Chris, but I'm <laughs> still kind of wondering what's in that can you're drinking over there that I don't have. Dude, I'm drinking, the, I'm drinking the clumsy asshole. What would I call this earlier? <laughs> clumsiest <laughs> asshole. Clumsiest asshole. I call it something totally different. He goes, you want... I was offered a clumsy assassin. And he goes, did you call me a clumsy asshole? Because <laughs> I don't hear so well and I speak with a slur. I curse cursive. And that's, I, and that's a black IP, yeah? Yeah, dude, it is delicious. Thank you. Yeah, I oh, thought that one turned out clumsy nice. clumsy assassin. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Clum, clumsy I can read clumsy from that far I just can't read right up. All right. All right. We so, want to thank you guys for having us uh, for the episode today. Uh, where can people get a hold of information about you guys? You have a website. You're on social medias. What do you got? We have, really? We have you think they might have a website? We do. Okay. So. Our website's pretty lame. Okay. It's just basically <laughs> just our beer menu. Um, yeah, it's on the list of things to get done. Um, you know, and is that Icewind.com or Icewind, Icewind Brewing? Icewindbrewing.com. Brewing.com? Okay. Yeah. Icewind.com will take you somewhere else. Um, <laughs> Be yeah, icewindbrewing.com, you know, Facebook, Instagram. What, what's Instagram. wrong with that glass, man? There's like, <laughs> there's something black. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Obsessive <laughs> over this one glass. I just watched Tyler destroy the bottom of this glass. I don't know what's going so on. So on Sundays, we usually have to go through our glassware because Saturday night you get a lot of lipstick. Because everybody's dressed up and you know for going out. So mm-hmm. Sundays, Sundays, everybody we, dresses we, up in maple. On Saturdays, Saturdays, you get a lot of so Saturdays. Bad. We get a lot of Fargo people out here, so it's you know they're all dressed up. Going. <laughs> That's out. when I wear my lipstick. Yeah. So <laughs> then you go through on Sundays to clean the glassware to get the lipstick off and, and all that jazz. So. I would like to put this out in the world just to maybe reduce the phone calls. It may oh, not work, but here I we go. Try. <laughs> here we go. So if you look us up and you find our phone number and you see our hours just on call Google. Us. Do not call. call do not call, call us. us. Our hours are accurate. We are in fact open the hours we say we're open. <laughs> you have to call. We get do a lot of people call. All the phone calls I we get. So yeah, are you open? Truth in advertising is what you're saying. I've never understood that phone call. And so our, new, our newest one is what seltzer's on tap. That's the newest uh, phone call. What seltzer's on tap? And text us. We can we can get text at our business number. So if you want to text us, that's awesome. All right. <laughs> yeah. But look at you guys moving into the now. But but if you look at our website, I think it's a link to our Facebook page. <laughs> Could be. It's our untapped menu. Is what our website so is. So. We we like your website. I think I'm gonna get in touch with Fargo Underground and see it. See yeah, man. I think you should. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. So, uh, what hours are you guys open? We're and what ju- is your phone we're number? We're just switching into our summer hours. Which are? Uh, let's see. We're we're closed on Mondays. We're contemplating being open Mondays in the summer. <laughs> Um, oh, let's not make this difficult. So, so <laughs> we're contemplating, right? Okay, hmm. we're contemplating we're Mondays, Mondays. So don't. But Tuesday through we're, Sunday, we're, so, what do you got? We're just looking for numbers, dude. Tuesday, yeah. Weekdays, we, 4 we to 10. We talk numbers early. Okay, early. Okay, we talk numbers earlier. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 4 to 10. Wednesdays, we, we do trivia at 7 p.m. Fridays, we're going to open at noon now instead of 2, 12 to uh, 11. Saturdays, 12 to 11, and Sundays, 2 to 8. Maybe right. Mondays. I like how that got cleared up real quick. And what's your number? Thank you. Uh, what is, <laughs> so people want to call, call you and Look us up on Facebook. Tyler, oh, what's what's our phone number? Our phone number is look us up on Facebook. Let me, I might have, <laughs> dial them up. <laughs> I know, I'm, do you know our number, Tyler? I think it's uh, 701 
203-3579. Here's yep, an easier it. question. What was your parents' time. phone number when you were eight yeah, years right. old? 232503. Everybody yeah. has 281 1193. Call me on the party line. <laughs> All right. Chris, where can they get a hold of you at, buddy? Uh, nobody cares. All right. <laughs> right. It's fact. Ernie? Nobody cares where they can get a hold of Chris. I'd say across <laughs> the street, but we're out in Mapleton. Yeah. We're a ways away. All right. This has been a Predicate Productions episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. For more about our show, head over to brewsboozeandreviews.com. Also, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We also have merch on sale. If you hit our shops tab on Facebook, you can get some hoodies, T-shirts, and beanies. Also, head over to Patreon.com to support the show. It's uh, Patreon.com backslash Brews, Booze, and Reviews. I bet if enough people told us, hey, I'd really like a Brews, Booze, and Reviews bottle opener, we'd make some and sell them to you also. So, Speaking of which, you can get a hold of us at info at Brews, Booze, and Reviews to give us questions or comments. We want to thank you for listening to our show. Without whom you, this show couldn't happen, ah, fuck. which is you guys. And to you we say... May your glasses be full and your spirits high. Cheers from Ice Wing Brewing.